G'day, g'day. This is Rita Joy and welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast. How to turn a passion into a profession. Today the question is, how does one maintain motivation when you're no longer passionate about your job? How does, you, how does one maintain motivation when you're not, no longer passionate about your job? Okay, you need to get a new direction. If you're not passionate about your work and you have a choice to change it, in other words, you're living in a developed country, which is a gift in and of itself, then you have a choice to either stay. I mean, when you've lost interest in something, how do you motivate yourself? Now, there is a difference here. When you lose passion, is it because something is getting hard? It's harder than what you thought? Or you've lost passion in that you've lost the, it doesn't energize you. You've gone into that, uh, that industry, that profession, and you thought it was one thing, and then you found it to be completely different to how you imagined it would be. So you've got to look at passion in terms of, is it getting hard? And that's why you've lost motivation because you thought it would be easier or you've lost motivation because it doesn't, that work, the profession doesn't energize you anymore. If it's because it's hard and you just hit a wall, you need to break through that wall. You need to go over, under, and the whole podcast on Unbox Your Gift, How to Turn a Passion to a Profession, is based around how to get over, under, through, around the blocks. And just pick any episode on mindset and what we talk about and what I talk about, which will get you. Now, I'm going to assume that the work that you're doing doesn't, it doesn't any longer energize you. And if that's the case, you've got into a profession, you've had a try, it's like, not my cup of tea. How do I maintain motivation? You don't. You find what will give you the energy. And I can give you the whole wraparound. You know, I've spoken at length on this podcast series about how to find your passion. But at that point, when you're asking a question like, I can't maintain motivation and I'm no longer following my passion, it comes to a point where you're kind of frustrated. That's, that question tells me you're frustrated, you're overwhelmed, you're like, I'm stuck in a rut. So the best course of action in that question that I'm reading from is you now need to just make a list of everything that you hate. Because that now, you need to get out the frustration. Right now, you need to get out the overwhelm. Right now, you need to get out of the stuckness. And talking about what you aspire to have a contribution, like talking about, you know, future pacing is just like not even in your realm of thinking right now. Like you could just go for that. So in relation to your question, write down, make a list of everything that you hate about a job, about a career, about a profession, about an industry. And that will come easy because you're frustrated anyway. And that will come out. And so just verbal diarrhea, like everything you hate about a job, whatever it is, don't hold back, make a shopping list. Once you make that shopping list, now you'll see the flip side of each one of those points in what is going to be good, what is going to align with you, what is going to resonate with you. Because maintaining motivation in a job you're no longer passionate about, if it's because it no longer energizes you, that's a hard, yeah, because here's the thing. I had an assistant who worked with me and she went to a selective high school, which means you have to work extra hard to get into year 11, the final years in Australia, year 11 and 12, to get a selective high school because you've been selected to go to this really high academically elite school. It's a public school, but it's academically, you know, you've got to get like, you know, pretty high in your marks. She got into that school, and for those who are wondering, it was James Roos, which is a very high caliber, academically inclined school. And she graduated from James Roos High with 99.9, .9, like 
Out of 100, she got 99.9 for her end of year U12 marks. Her ATAR, her HSC mark, high school certificate mark. And when she started working for me, she was in her last year in law. And I got speaking with her once and I said to her, what is it that had you choose law? Because of what the work that I do, I'm just interested in why people choose what they do. And she said to me, I actually got into medicine. And I'm like, well, of course you did. You got 99.9. What, what happened? How come you didn't want to do medicine? You didn't like it? She goes, no, I actually wanted to do medicine. But before they accept you into the degree that she wanted to do the Bachelor of Medicine or whatever the Bachelor was to get into preparing her to study medicine, they had to do a face-to-face -face interview. And in that interview, they asked her, why do you want to study medicine? And she said... I had no answer other than my parents want me to. And I just thought, because I got the marks for it. And because of that answer that she gave, because I got the marks for it and my parents want me to, and so why not? They actually declined her application to move forward into a bachelor of medicine or to study medicine. Even though she got the marks, they, they withdrew her application or they, you know, I rejected her application based on that answer. And I said to her, that was the biggest gift that they gave you because they rejected you because they understood someone, whoever that interviewer was in that moment understood that you were doing it for the reasons that were not integrous with you. And you would have gone and studied seven, 10 years, you know, specialized in something and then got out of that going, Oh my goodness, I don't want to do this because I got the marks for it. Who cares? If you don't have a passion for it, if you don't want to work with sick people, which is what a doctor needs to do, if that doesn't energize you working with sick people and helping sick people, then don't go into medicine. So obviously with 99.9, .9, what's the next thing you do if you don't get into medicine? You go and do law. So she did law. So she's working with me at the time and she's in her final year of law. And she opens up to me and she says, you know, I'm in my final year, but I don't want to do law. I don't want to practice law. I said, so why did you study it? You did five years of it. She said, well, because I got the marks for it. And it was the second best thing next, um, outside of medicine. And I share that story with you because she could have, she graduated with the degree in law, but she could have gone into being an entry-level law firm and started working up the ranks. But I can guarantee you, she would have had a nice title. She would have been quite seen quite uh, significantly in her community. She would have, you know, she would have had the outside success label on her. But internally, it did not align, like it didn't energize her. And now she's working in a role um, as a business develop in business development for a social enterprise company. And what's interesting about that, guys, is that you can't maintain motivation for something that doesn't spark you, doesn't give you a spark. It, you can't do something that doesn't, you can hold up a front, extra money will be good, but you'll know how to spend that extra money quicker than you'll be waiting for the next raise. But you do know what I mean? Like titles are great. VPE, lawyer, doctor, executive, um, Money brackets are fantastic. I'm not saying don't go with money. I'm saying that's a necessity. Uh, status. Uh, those are all fantastic things. But at the end of the day, 
after the celebration of the graduation, after the celebration that you've got the job, after the celebration that you've got the extra level, the extra bracket, income bracket, when that all is said and done and goes away, now you have to actually work in that profession. And that's when the rubber meets the road. Then that's when reality hits. And that's when it gets hard because not because it's hard, the work is hard, but because it's hard to do something that doesn't give your heart, your soul joy. That's why Gallup did a study and found that 85%, 85 to 90% of the global working population is unhappy with their job. Global working population, 85 to 90% are unhappy with their job. And that's because we're doing work because we were told we've got to do it for money. Money will come when you get in flow with what you're good at. When you do what you're good at, people will flock to you because people want that thing that makes you stand out. I mean, at the moment I'm working on videos and I'm working on my podcast and I'm, I have to up level myself to a, to a extent that I did not expect because if I want to be the best at what I do, if I want to be the best interviewer, if I want to be the best producer of episodes of podcasts, then I need to give at a level that I've never given before. And that requires a new level of me. And I'm only prepared to do that if I'm interested enough and passionate enough to give my time, my sacrifice, my effort. Right now, I'm recording this. It's 10.33 p.m. It's 10.33 p.m. And I'm just overcoming a sore throat, a cold. Uh, my family's sitting in the other room and they are together. Well, my family, it's my husband. Okay, <laughs> I say my family. My beautiful husband is sitting, my, my handsome husband is sitting in the other room. Um, spending time on himself, watching TV, he's watching a series, it doesn't interest me. Doing this podcast gives me more energy, gives me more oomph than watching a TV series. But for my husband, watching that TV series is more enjoyable than doing something else right now. And that's the difference between something you're passionate about and something that you have to just like find the effort, the purpose. And I was talking to my brother-in-law the other day who say, look, I don't understand any of this passion business and being motivated. I mean, you, you do a job for the sake of paying the bills and that's it. And I said, and I thought to myself, you will, you and I, any human being will find evidence for anything we want to be true. If you want that to be true, that you just have a, a job to pay the bills. And that is a purpose of a job is to be paying the bills. But this, there's never been a time in history ever where you and I could have a job based or create a work lifestyle based on something that we are good at, like genuinely good at, genuinely love. Like you could be a connoisseur of peanut butter and you could make a living doing that. It wouldn't be maybe a million dollar living. I don't know if that's what the dream is, but you could make a living paying your bills doing that. And there are people that do that. And that's why I'm saying it. So my point is that we will find evidence for anything we want to believe, whether we believe or following something that you want to do that gives you energy into your passion. That's just like a load of crock. Who cares? You will find evidence that that's true for you. Then there's another school of thought that believes, actually, that's the only thing I want to do is find something that I'm extremely good at, work on that craft to be better, better and better at it, and then deliver that and generate an income from that thing that I'm good at. And there's evidence, multiple, all these people on this podcast are evidence of that's the possibility.
So it depends on which camp you sit in. And the camp that you sit in is a decision that you make. Whether it's just a load of crock or the, it's the reality, you make the decision with finding something that energizes you and is your passion, speaks to your soul and you can make a living from that. So to get back to your question on how does one maintain motivation when you're no longer passionate about your job, find something that is something that you're passionate about. And do with, and make, make that your first step is to write a whole list of things that you hate. And then the flip side of everything that you've hated is what you want to gravitate towards. Because guaranteed, you and I are going to be, God willing, 80, 90 years old with complete health, God willing. And in that state, we want to look back and think, I'm so glad I did this. I'm so glad I did that. Not I wish, I woulda, I coulda, I shoulda. Nowhere in, in history have we someone been able to um, be, oh my goodness, a six-year-old and their parents created a channel on YouTube called Ryan's World. And all this kid does is reviews toys. Like literally, they get sponsorship from people, companies, toy companies all over the world, sending their toys to get this little kid who's not six anymore um, to review toys. And the parents and their kid, they make multi-millions from that channel. In fact, I was in Big W, which is a, a, a huge store here in Australia. And I saw that there was a um, Ryan's World backpack with pencils and like merchandise here in Australia. The guy's in America, but his merchandise has reached Australia. My point is... Who on earth would have ever thought 15 years ago, 20 years ago, that you could review toys and get paid for that? Like toys for a six-year-old and moving up. And then you could create your own, like it's unfathomable for 15, 20 years ago, but it's the norm depending on which camp you sit in, depending on which camp you sit and which camp you hang out in. And if you listen to podcasts like this, if you listen to people, evidence, that can support your passion and support your passion turning into a profession, you will make sure that, and you will teach your brain to find evidence and sit in that camp that really speaks to your values. Now, is the road ahead guaranteed? No. Is the road ahead gonna be smooth sailing? No. Which road ahead is guaranteed? Which road ahead is smooth sailing? There might be a more, a more trodden path, but there's definitely no guarantee and there's definitely no smooth sailing in any camp. But you get to choose the camp and you get to choose how you show up and you get to choose whether you want to be in a job, whether it energizes you and you find motivation through habit. Motivation is nothing but habit. Habit is keeping to your word. I just finished uh, editing a one minute, 60 second video. It took me an hour and about 10 minutes to edit a 60 second video that I just put up online right now. And that's for a TikTok video. Like, like that's commitment, that's keeping, and I'm not saying this because I look at me, look at me. No, don't look at me. I'm using myself as a case study. I'm using myself to say that I'm, I'm in this as well. You know, I'm speaking on this podcast, but I too am a student of someone else. I'm teaching you from what I do, from what I know, from who I've learned, from the people that I interview, from what I can pass on to you. But I too am a student of somewhere else and I'm showing you my examples of transparency so you can see I'm, I'm doing every day my very best to talk my own, walk my own talk. 
And that's what I'm trying to share with you. So <laughs> coming back to your question, it's really about where, when you're 80, 90 years old, would you regret? Would you regret not being in a work, a job, a profession that speaks to your soul, that gives you life, that sparks you up, that lights you up? And if the answer is no, then keep doing what you want. How would you maintain motivation? You know, like um, go for a workout during lunchtime if you can. You know, listen to a podcast, listen to a motivational video, listen to um, a Jim Rohn cassette tape, a cassette tape, a Jim Rohn podcast, um, YouTube video or a podcast or a Zig Ziglar. Like those are the things you can do to motivate yourself. Um, you know, learn a new skill learn what the depth of the next step of your profession is like that's if you want to stay in your job and there's nothing wrong with that and you choose the path and that's the key all i'm trying to say is that maintaining motivation when you're not passionate about something that's an uphill battle and you can only put that up for so long until someone frustrates you at work your boss says something that just triggers you and it's only going to trigger you because you're already over your job and that is one thing that the boss says is just going to be that straw that breaks the camel's back because you were already over it do you know what i mean like it's just going to pile up it's going to pile up so that's my adl cue guys if you've got any questions if you want any clarification on that guys please let me know and i'm more than happy to support that uh, in a future podcast so um, what I want to just wrap that up with by saying is that a lot of people say, well, if I'm going to find my passion in case, in fact, I was speaking to my cousin's husband not long ago and he was saying, like, I don't, I don't know about this passion thing. Like everyone's talking about your passion, find what you're good at. I mean, come on. And I'm like to him. And I said to him, I think what you mean is when you follow your passion, it equals poverty. <laughs> and if you go and follow an academic career, like an engineer, which is what he is, an engineer, then you're going to get an income. And so that's why on the next episode, I want to cover the topic of how do I follow my passion with no money? How do I follow my passion with no money? And that's a topic that I want to dive deep into because it seems to be the one that stalls a lot of people when they're journeying into the, they're turning their passion into a profession. There are many different ways and people have done this. In fact, I'm going to use a lot of examples of how to do it without money and how to do it without thinking that you're going to drown or how you're going to do it without spending, um, you know, that buying the next whiz band camera, computer, whatever it might be that you think you need to turn a passion to a profession. There are hacks and that's what I'm going to be talking about next week. Oh, my next episode, not next week, sorry, in tomorrow's episode. So guys, I'm going to wrap that up. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe. Please share it with someone that you know needs to get the oomph back into their work and their profession and who really needs to be woken up until they are sitting in a camp. They may have chosen it unconsciously, but now after hearing this episode, you can choose which camp specifically you want to belong to and be the team in that camp. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing in the world, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together, Let's unbox it. God bless you.